morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of 7.31 a.m. It is Tuesday, November 30th. Really excited uh, about a couple of birthdays we have on tabs for you guys. Nigel Houston, our guy, talked about him a lot during the Olympics. One of the top skaters in the world. He's turning 27 years old today. Dude really wrecks it in the skating world, in the skating game. I haven't really been into skating since Tony Hawk retired, but Nigel Houston is definitely somebody that uh, is fun to follow in the skating world. So happy birthday, Nigel Houston. Go celebrate, go enjoy. Yeah, totally. I feel like for a lot of people who follow skating, like, Nigel Houston is sometimes a little bit polarizing because he's sort of a skater who treats it almost like a like a, a different sport, like basketball or something. There's a lot of skaters who are more apathetic about skating, and also they treat it really seriously as well. But he gets he has sort of a polarizing rep in the in the skate world. But I think everybody agrees that he's one of, if not the greatest to ever do it, that greatest ever street skater. It's just it is very hard to think of anybody who can really compete with Nyjah Houston. Watching him skate is like watching a video game character. It is really, truly insane. But then also, Nyjah is not the only sort of goat of his sport to have a birthday today. Today is also the birthday of one of my favorite uh, celebrities. Uh, I don't know. I guess sports is not the right word for him, but it is Magnus Carlsen's 31st birthday. If you don't know Magnus Carlsen, Magnus Carlsen is the most dominant chess player in the world right now, arguably one of the greatest chess players of all time. Magnus Carlsen rose to fame partially because he was a grandmaster by the age of 13, and he just has always been very unassumingly young and a lot of other chess players, though there are a lot of prodigies who turn pro um, young. Magnus has just always had this sort of very unassuming air about him that people uh, are surprised by. And also, if you want to learn more about Magnus, there's a 2016 documentary called Magnus that is really great, just provides an intimate look into his life. It's just the documentary Magnus is a really interesting investigation of memory and genius, and it is just truly, really wild stuff. Magnus Carlsen, happy birthday. Um, With that, we can hop into a piece of tech news from the day. This was definitely... Um, one of the bigger pieces in the tech world yesterday. So Jack Dorsey, who has been the CEO of Twitter since he founded the brand over 15 years ago, tweeted, not sure anyone has heard, but I resigned from Twitter, confirming rumors that he would be stepping down from his post. The Washington Post reported yesterday afternoon that their sources had confirmed that Dorsey has historically been a fairly hands-off manager. Um, he's not as involved as some other similar CEOs, meaning that it is unlikely that this move will actually impact the future of Twitter too severely in the short term. Um, in his departure letter, Dorsey commented on how the Silicon Valley and business community more widely has potentially put too much value on companies that are led by their original founders, saying, I've worked hard to ensure that this company can break away from its founding and its founders. Some people read that as sort of a a jab at Mark Zuckerberg, which I think based on some history between them was probably intentional. But it's interesting to see what Twitter will look like without him. For sure, Charlie. It said that Dorsey will be replaced by Chief Technology Officer Parag Agrawal. But in the entertainment world... Sony and Marvel will continue to make Spider-Man films. Speaking in an interview with Fandango, Sony producer Amy Pascal, who has long been involved in the making of the Spider-Man films, said that Tom Holland will be staying in the MCU for the foreseeable future. Pascal was quoted as saying, this is not the last movie that we are going to make with Marvel. We are getting ready to make the next Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland. And Marvel were thinking of this as three films. And now we're going to go on to the next three. This is not the last of our MCU movies. 
You know, it's welcome news for fans everywhere as the current contract for Sony and Marvel's relationship only exists for one more Spider-Man appearance in a film. It's not including solo movies. So really cool. Yeah, honestly, I I talked about it when we were putting this episode together. The relationship between Sony and Marvel around Spider-Man has been so confusing and unprecedented. Sony owned the rights to Spider-Man and then they have sort of loaned the rights back to the MCU for a little bit. And so this is always an ongoing negotiation. Um, But this is really interesting to see that it seems to be working out well for both sides. We'll get to see Tom Holland in some more Sony Marvel projects in years to come. And so on Sunday, guys, the award show for the 50th anniversary of Soul Train went on. Soul Train first aired in 1971. So the award show has happened every year since Soul Train was still on television. Um, Happened yesterday to celebrate the 50th anniversary. But Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack set the stage for the 2021 award show with their opening performance of Fly As Me. Additionally, Jasmine Sullivan took home the award for the best R&B female artist. And Ashante accepted the prestigious Lady of Soul Award as well. It's pretty cool to see Martin uh, stars Tisha Campbell and Tachino Arnold host. If you watch Martin, you know how funny and how much chemistry those two have. So it was really cool to see them on stage together doing their thing. Yeah, absolutely. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I'm kind of a big, a big Silk Sonic head. So I was excited about this Silk Sonic. Uh, their song Leave the Door, one song of the year, which I think is very well deserved as that song has been a pretty big hit this year. Finally, we can jump over into the world of NFTs. NFTs. Huge NFT drop yesterday um, that I covered on 137pm, the site. So if you have any more questions, go ahead and check out the story on our website. But Budweiser launched their first NFT collection titled the Budverse Cans Heritage Edition. It was a collection of 1,936 NFTs representing the year 1936, which was the first time Budweiser ever produced a can. And each token will serve as a ticket into the forthcoming Budverse, the Budweiser metaverse, which is still pretty vague what that exactly is going to mean, but we'll get more details down the line. Um, The collection was broken down into 36 ultra rare gold cans, which were all these images of the OG cans from back in the day. They're honestly really sick. And then 1900 core NFTs, which are each one is based on just some different special edition can from the history of Budweiser's run. I really, when I was writing about this NFT drop, I was surprised to think about how well suited Budweiser actually is to an NFT project because they've been putting out different edition cans for 85 years, which is essentially what a lot of NFT projects are, a selection of a bunch of the same item with different variations. So it honestly was a pretty good fit for an NFT project. And they sold for $999 for the gold collection and $499 um, for the core NFTs, but that sold out pretty instantly. Yeah, even with those hefty prices, uh, the cans did sell out almost instantly and are now lighting up the secondary market with a floor price on OpenSea of over 0.5 ETH at the time of this recording. Yeah, and keep an eye on it uh, as you're checking this morning because that, that price has been fluctuating a lot and I, it could go up, down, but it's it's been moving a lot today. Sports. And lastly, so yesterday, Lionel Messi won his seventh Balloon d'Or award, which is given every year to the best soccer player of the calendar year. You know, not a lot of people were surprised that the little magic man was able to win his seventh Balloon d'Or. He's now won two more than Cristiano Ronaldo. And you hear those comparisons all the time between Ronaldo and Messi. Messi actually beat out Robert Lewandowski for this prestigious award this year. And, you know, I think even though he's had a slow start to his PSG career, Messi surely still has a lot of great football left in him and deserves this award, in my opinion. So congrats to Lionel Messi. And that is it for today's episode. For more detail on these stories and more, head over to 137pm.com or follow us on our social media platforms. We will be back tomorrow. As always, remember, stay curious. 